0: Father, thank you that it's true that your wounds have paid our ransom.
1: Lord, that you've done it all for us, that you are the one who redeems us, who tops us, gives us your spirit. Lord, you're worthy of all that we sing and all that we think. And Lord, as we turn to your word, how I pray for our community, you would open our eyes, you would impact our hearts with the message that John writes to us. In your name. Amen. Okay, if you have your Bibles, take them with me. We're in 1 John, and that's all the way at the end of your Bible. It's one of the very last books of the Bible because John is writing these last books because he's the last of the apostles. I've called this morning, In God We Trust, and even on your bulletin, you'll see it. It's on our money. It's amazing to me that In God We Trust is on our money because there's anything that sort of fights against the trust of God. Usually, it's money, right? We've begun, you and I. If you're here with us as a church family, we've begun this already not yet living. That's called Christianity. We say, hey, we trust in Jesus. We in God. We trust through Jesus, and we've started this incredible letter of living by His promise. That's going so sure we start living in it now. So, so I'm going to tip my hand and tell you, I think this entire book really is about how we live together as Christians. It's about living in community around the gospel, and, and that's that's what we've called this whole year for our church is leaning in because we're 10 years old. So how can you and I, how can we as believers live together in community? What does that look like? What does it mean? And and we need to start in on one of those main themes, which is community. But we have to understand what community is to John. And I think we get to do that today. We get to look at this letter of not being a team getting stronger, but a team dying and holding hands and helping each other to see what we cannot see. Okay, so let me set for you in case you haven't been here. We started off with John establishing his authority. And his authority is not just that he's an apostle, but he has seen and heard and even touched Jesus Christ. He says, hey, you can listen to me. I was there. And then he went directly in in John 1, verses 5 to 10, and he told us, he said, hey, this is the framework. This is the ground we stand on, which is we walk in the light which means you and I, we don't, we're not sinless. We never say that, that light isn't sin-free. Light is agreeing with God that you and I are sinners, and we need Jesus. And, and he walked us through that. That's his base. Last week, we talked about John's statement that Jesus champions us.
0: He's good for it. And we know you and I. We have confidence. We haven't one of two ways right we talked about either we have it because we obey his commandments
1: and and find trust in our keeping of it and and there's another way said or you have confidence in abiding and and that's a different way of keeping his commandments and and we landed pretty strongly on that second piece of our confidence is in christ in his keeping in that trust of christ we don't see our works as increasingly better and stronger. If we have to trust in our command-keeping for heaven, we're kind of done. But we don't have to. We abide in the love of our Savior who came and lived for us, and he promises that he has us if we'll trust him.
0: And so we come together, you and I, trust. We need to help each other. Life hurts.
1: It's often no fun. I need other people around me, especially when I fall off the wagon and start thinking I don't want to be around this team. I'd rather pretend I'm an Olympic athlete than than, pretend, than actually acknowledge, not pretend I'm a weakling. So this introduction to community today is an introduction to true Christian community, how it will be shaped by our understanding of the good news of Jesus Christ, which comes
0: into the darkness of our failing, of our hiding of our self-righteousness, even, dare I say, our evil. So,
1: so we left off with that. If you say you uh, abide in Jesus, you ought to walk as he walked. And we looked at how, how that's not walk, be Jesus, because you can't. That's walk as he walked. And, 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 and we went to Philippians chapter 2 where Jesus emptied himself. He found no self in himself at all, right? He just trusted his father. And so Paul, in, in walking as he walked, he says, I count everything I've done, all the things I could point to for me, I count them all as nothing so that I could get the righteousness of Jesus. No strength, no power, no morality, no goodness, only knowing Christ and trusting him to the end, even to death. And, and this way establishes community. Okay, we're going to look at that, and, and, and so first, first I want to show you the, the commandment, this trust commandment, and it starts in chapter 2, verse 7. So let's look together. It says this. John says, Beloved, all through the book, he says little children are beloved. He's talking to believers, his kids. He says, I think of myself like a dad talking to you, oh, beloved ones. I'm writing to you no new commandment but an old commandment. That you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. So John starts this morning with this new statement. Beloved, he says, he's identifying he's his audience. I'm writing a commandment to you. But the important thing isn't
0: what the commandment is. Is that weird? He doesn't say.
1: Now, we try and put it in, right? We try and say, okay, well, what it is is love, or what it is we, and and try and fit it. But he says, I'm writing a commandment to you, and what I really want you to know is it's an old one. It's one you've had from the beginning. It's not new. What I'm telling you to do, this commandment, is singular. It's not the commandments that we've talked about above.
0: And then he says, you've had it from the beginning. You're a reader of john your your ears go
1: up or they should in the beginning how how does john start the gospel of john in the beginning and he's referring to this book right that was the first book of the hebrew bible that literally the name of the book is in the beginning in hebrew what we call genesis and from the in the beginning and and so in the beginning even in genesis and this is the command And you kind of step back and say, wow, what's the command? Did God say, hey, love, love, love? No, he didn't. There's there's a command. The very first time God says command, I command you.
0: In the beginning when God made people. In the beginning with the garden. Remember that? That whole thing where God looks at man. It's there in chapter 2 of Genesis. And says, hey, I have a commandment for you. You can eat of any tree. You can have at it. Just don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and
1: evil. Don't do that. Right? That's, isn't that the command that he gave? The Lord commanded the man saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day of you eat of it you shall surely die. See, God made Adam, and God provided for Adam, and Adam was entirely dependent on God. God said to Adam, trust me, I know what's best for you. Have at it, don't do that. And God, we know from other passages in Genesis how God used to be with his his. Humanity in the garden and is with them and 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 love them and, and and they trusted him until the serpent comes in and says, "Wait a minute, God said that." You know what? It, it, that's, I'm not sure that's true. Is, is that true? God's actually not playing square with you because if you would go eat of that tree, you would become like God. You would know the difference between good and evil. You could be like It's the very first sin that happened in there, not to be dependent on God, not to trust God, but to try and be like him, to be special. And this is the old commandment, right? Trust him, God says. And humanity, the person of Adam, did not. You want to be like him. And you see this traced through the whole Bible. You see it in Babel, right? Remember, they're building a tower because they want mighty men of old, men of renown. We want to find righteousness in ourselves. We want to be the self-determiners of us. And there it is,
0: the old commandment. It's the word you've heard. It's what you know. John's not simple. He's deep. At the same time, he says, it's a
1: new commandment that I'm writing to you. Which is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. This is a new commandment. Why is it new? Because it's true in him and in you. In him. Yeah, Jesus, right? God became flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And we have seen his light as the son, the only
0: begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ has come, and he's loved perfectly. He, tr-
1: he trusted the Father perfectly. He was perfect, and he says, trust me, because God became man. And it's new because Jesus is light, and we see that we are weak and not strong, and, and we confess. It's new because we all come, and instead of individually trying to keep these commandments, we all together acknowledge that we don't, and we trust Jesus.
0: This is the commandment, the ground and the purpose of community. This is so important. We see, we see this frame this way as we go through John because otherwise John is used as a club, this book, to beat you. Let, let me give you stories. <laughs> I'm try. not very good at this, but you know what? Okay.
1: Some of you know my college experience in Crew. I wrote Crew in college. So you take these bunch of people, <laughs> and, and they're a bunch of ragtag kids that come in. Some of them, like me, didn't know one end of the o'er from the other end. And you come out to, to, to be on a crew team your freshman year. Bunch of ragtag kids. And, and slowly over time, you know, crew is a precision sport. Everybody has to work together. Beautiful, really, perfectly. If you get the maximum swing, you all get into the water at the same time. You need all to be strong as you pull through and you finish at the same time. All the motions have to be exactly the same. So you get these eight people in a boat with someone driving at the front,
0: and it's a team. Physically, it's super hard. I didn't look like this back then. (laughs)
1: And so we started on this journey, right? We got molded into competitive boat. Early in the morning, there's frost on the oars, and we're rowing because it's so cold, but we're there to train, and and we're sweating. I remember sweat dripping (laughs) because you're lifting, and you're doing weights, and those sorts of things. I remember rowing on the ERG machine, you know, and throwing up. Some guys wanted to throw up because I rode lightweight crew. You know, keep your weight down. But I'll tell you, it's so hard, and you're just your whole body training and focused. Why?
0: We wanted to be the boat that wins. You know what? We who were weak and gangly freshmen
1: with no idea of what we were doing, we slowly got stronger. We ordered ourselves into these boats, a first varsity, second varsity, third varsity, freshman ones, right, based on who was the best. We went out, and you know what? We won. We won it all.
0: Because we put in the work. You know, I can, I, I can detail to you the work that led to our success. My
1: sophomore year, we won the whole national thing. We went overseas and competed against other national
0: teams. You know what made us so good was the time, effort, focus. Okay, so... This, if you, for many,
1: many people, is the image of the Christian life. Many, many in our Protestant Reformed waters. The idea that you're weak and you're small and you're nothing, that's okay. And then you come to know Jesus and you start on this journey of getting stronger. And, and together, you and the rest of the team, with discipline and hard work and expert instruction and possibly good nutrition and good other things, there's this image you get changed from weak to strong
0: And then, when the race happens, you've got a chance to win because you've been built up. So, if you're in this
1: idea, and what I'm presenting to you is this story and i get pulled towards it it's my own experience and i'm motivated then by growth and evaluating growth and valuing strength and improvement relative to yourself and relative to other people in some sense and we take that into our christian lives and it means we think that you start broken and you get less so you start weak and you get stronger it's okay to not be okay but but it's not okay
0: the saying goes to stay okay stay not okay whatever you got to get better Get into spiritual shape, if you will. If you come to trust Jesus, you must improve, or else you don't know him. That idea comes from this model of living that we go from weakness to strength, and people to some degree get it from John. Even what we've been through. Another story. You know, I've got another one. (laughs) So take a separate gaggle of ragtag kids. They also don't know one end of the oar
1: from the other. And you put them on a rowing team, and they come every day after school and you know, sometimes before school. But, but they really don't measure up very well. It means they don't, they don't seem to try as hard to us sometimes.
0: Most telling, most telling, they don't do very well at the races. Oh, they're rowing. I could do better. The other teams, man, they destroy them.
1: So so you go and complain to the coaches, man, y'all are lame. You're not getting better. And the coach smiles at you and said, I wouldn't mind them getting better. Some of them have really grown. Man, take a look. That's not the point of this team. See, this group, you, you didn't know. This group is a group of kids with terminal
0: leukemia. Right, they take a break from their radiation treatments to come here row. We've got them all together to experience what a team is like,
1: and to get some fresh air, and so they can smile and laugh and have some companionship before they
0: die. We love that they get to race, win, you get crazy. These kids, you see,
1: aren't here to get stronger, to perfect their stroke, to improve their times, to measure their intervals, that they're here to be together. They're
0: here because they were invited and they showed up. You take that into the Christian life, right? And you means you start broken and you end up dead. You start weak and you stay
1: weak in your weakness you might you might see something beautiful or you might not see it at
0: all because you don't get stronger your body's wasting away The time you spend and the team
1: you have takes on a different dimension. And the support and help and enjoyment of life is a little bit different. It's not about determining if you get to be on the team, if you're improving enough, what boat you get to be in. It doesn't even make sense to use the terms. It's okay not to be okay. And you will stay
0: not okay until God resurrects you from the dead. End of story. Okay. My proposition to you is that John has established that we have leukemia. And and, and, and God says, I know this, and I've got you. If you'll walk in the light. Don't try and take the cure yourself. Trust me, I am the cure.
1: Don't try and get rid of it yourself. Trust me, I will rid you of every bit, but it will kill you, and I will raise you new. And here's the thing. God didn't just say that to you. He said that to you and you and you and you and you and me.
0: And that makes something, we think. We call it community. We are
1: the people who John calls beloved, not because we're strong, but because we confess weakness. We don't love weakness. I would love to win. We just call a thing what it is, and we're sinners and broken, not strong but weak. We need Jesus. And the light that has come is that God has said, I've got y'all. Trust
0: me. And thus we come to the critical point for today. Love marks the Christian,
1: it's the community piece. But it's so important that you see it is not the metric, it's not the meter. Jesus is our meter. The simple trust is what we do. But if I trust that Jesus has covered me, and it's the most amazing thing I know that this is true, and then I see that Jesus has also covered you,
0: what does that do about my thinking about you? I cannot hate you. I cannot hate you though you sin. I cannot hate you though you smell. I cannot hate you though you're weak and not strong. You
1: have the treasure. This is our community. Love because of Jesus blood, not love to get Jesus blood. This is where it goes. This is John. John's going to go all over this about how we together can love each other because we we walk in the light. Whoever says he's in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there's no cause for stumbling. Hey, this marks the Christian. If you say you're in the light and you sin, well, uh, of course, that's what it means to walk in the light.
0: You're a sinner. You can hate it with me. I hate that I sin. But... If you say you're in the
1: light and you say you don't sin, that's not possible. Because walking in the light is confessing that you sin. And if you confess you sin and you crush Jesus for forgiveness, welcome to the team.
0: Seeing this truth, not just for yourself but for other people, is one of the purposes for which you're alive.
1: In, and and it's kind of whoever loves his brother says abides in the light. That's not a test. That's like, hey, yeah, this is what the truth is, right? It's amazing. Other fellow believers, we found this amazing treasure. We know it's not about our particular ugliness. It's about the beautiful light that has come, and his name is Jesus. And so there, and, and I think it's better translated, verse 10, whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in it. There's no cause for stumbling because it's a, it's a neuter pronoun. thinks referring to the light. If you're walking in the light, there's no cause for stumbling.
0: Just be there. Be confessing your own sin. Uh, The word for it we often use is humility. Never thinking you're doing it. This covers a multitude of
1: sins because Jesus pays for sins. But if you don't get this essential trust in Christ, you're blind. He says, whoever hates his brother is in darkness and walks in the darkness doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. This darkness really of self-righteousness, self-differentiating, not having the common trust in Jesus that marks all of us here in this room. We just gather around and marvel together that we're loved by the king. Then we, not me, we. And John emphasizes this, that what he's doing is he's establishing this idea of a community
0: of people gathered around the cross. Because look what he does. He goes and points around the room at different groups of people. Look with me
1: i 'm writing to you little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake i 'm writing to you fathers because you know him who's from the beginning i 'm writing to
0: you young men where did I go go away because you 've overcome the evil one man, I want you to worship with John. you should ask yourself why does he break in
1: right here to the soul? Mostly in your Bibles, if you've got a Bible like mine, it breaks it into verse because it's like a two-part little verse thing. And why did he do that? He suddenly breaks into song. He is. You know, John is worshiping at the wonder of God's love and community. So John looks at the little tiny kids. He looked at the little kids, and he says, what, I'm writing to you, little ones, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. Think about that, will you? That makes sense in our frame of opportunity. Little kids, forgiven, why? They're not going to pay it back. My girl is going to make you wake up, huh? You will wake up. They're not going to pay it back. You know the one thing you know about little kids. You just give them stuff, and they say, oh, yeah, fun. They don't come back and say, oh, Daddy, I'm so grateful you did that to
0: me. I'll, I'll go clean my room now. No, they go play with the stuff you gave them. They just take and take and Receive.
1: Your sins are forgiven. It's nothing you do. You're imaging life in community, kids, because you don't do anything. You just receive. You receive forgiveness. It's a gift. And then he turns to fathers. Fathers, oh, I'm writing to you because you know him from the beginning. You know, yes, time has happened to you, elders, whole folk. You've seen your failings. You've seen the ravages of time. You've seen the faithfulness of God all the way through. You know him who's from the beginning. Testify, will you, to the wonder of God's love for the sinner. For the failure, for you. Don't hide it away. Don't give a different message of God's love for the improving. You've known him who has consistently been about mercy and forgiveness from your first breath of Christ. Then young men, oh. You passion and life and eagerness. Yes, you're part of the community too. You haven't seen the failure. You've got a little strength to move and you're proclaiming and acting and you're, you're, you're living in this truth and you're out there going for it.
0: You've discovered that overcoming the evil one is found only in being in Jesus. Now, you could say I'm reading into that one. So hold on to your hats and
1: glasses because he says it again he goes and says it again and just changes a little bit look look, this is amazing there's there's lots of action going on here as he looked at different groups but there's one thing we have this one community around trusting jesus and as he goes through it again this whole gathering of believers look what he says again i write to you children
0: same word because you know the father huh Wait, 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 he was writing them because our sins are forgiven. Yeah, that's what it means to know the Father, the forgiver of sins. Children know the Father and trust in dependence, not in doing.
1: I write to you, fathers, because you know whom him who is from the beginning. Yeah, no change. He's not changed, has he? He's been faithful to you. He's been faithful to them and them and them and them, and, them and he's still there. You know him. I write to you, young men,
0: because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you, and you've overcome the evil one. See what he did? He added in the word abides in you. Strong in the strength of the word. Holding fast
1: to Jesus, using your voice and your body and all that you have to proclaim him alone. There's a community, you see. There's a community of those whom Jesus has found, whom Jesus has forgiven. And we have found these things. That simple trust is the picture. That God has always been this way and that Jesus has overcome the
0: evil one. How's he do it? He did it by his work alone on the cross in the resurrection. So our lives reflect that, right? We're gathered around this
1: treasure, but but, but the trouble is this. There's always competition. And I, I... of our body, and I want you to walk in this, and I so call you in this community. We're gathered here. We say, This is where we live we're a bunch of weaklings who the Lord has saved, and we're so amazed at it, and we're looking forward to a glorious
0: eternity with Christ. And here we stand. But there's competition all the time, it pushes against this, it really does. That's why he says this. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world. The love of the Father's not in him. You gotta be careful with your definitions,
1: right? But if you are, this flows right out of what he's talking about. He's not saying, let's go get into a commune and avoid this world. He's not saying let's go be a monk and make sure we're in the church and not the world. He's not saying let's stop eating chocolate.
0: Because there's one thing that just personifies the world's chocolate. No, 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 no. He's saying the world is
1: opposed to this view of community, of finding our trust in Christ alone. So, so there are calls all over the place to go another direction. And these calls infiltrate the church. They infiltrate your life. The world, he describes the world in a certain way. Here it is. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The desires of the flesh, that which makes me better.
0: That which makes me stronger. What do I mean? Well, it can be stuff. I want lots of money because
1: it will give me influence and power and strength. I want a bigger house because you know what? That will increase my standing and reputation in the community. I want me. It can be religious. I want you to see how good I am. I want you to see how much standing and goodness I have. So it's a building up of yourself, right? The desires of the flesh or the desires around you. It's not just pleasure. It's not like, like just satisfying any lust that you have. It's
0: particular lust around you building up you. Not from the Lord from the world
1: and, and 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 then he says the desires of the eyes what i long for and look for and lust after i'm always looking around wow they've got that i don't have that facebook is terrible for this you're constantly seeing the best moments of other people's lives
0: i wish i had that and you start to lust for it what do you lusting for stuff you don't have
1: You're not going, wow, I've received the greatest treasure the world has ever known, and I've got it with these other rag of muffins around me. You start going, I really wish God gave me that.
0: And then this last thing, the pride of life, personal strength, strength in you, a focus on you,
1: the pride of life, your pride. It's not, oh, I'm a sinner. Oh, I'm so need a savior. It's going beyond that. Yeah, I used to be a sinner, but
0: now I'm not. I'm strong. See, see, see these things fight against our community.
1: Our community of people say I'm more broken than I know and more loved in Jesus than I could ever imagine. And I
0: stay there with you. This is what he says about the world. The world is passing away. What's passing away? The desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. Guess what, guys? We're dying. Passing away. Our flesh. But
1: whoever does the will of God, he abides. Forever, Everything I long for is passing away. Everything I think is what I live for, passing away in these realms of building up me. But if I do the will of God, I abide forever. This isn't a lever to try and get you to do the Ten Commandments. If that's working on your pride of life. Look, I did the Ten Commandments.
0: Really, it's that trusting that Jesus is for you. This is the will of God. We
1: lean in around our Savior. He's the truth. We had nothing and now we have him. By his gift, he forgives you today. He cleanses you today. By his act, not yours. So we grab hold. You know, this is the best news ever. You will have him forever. And we will link arms together in this trust of God who's done everything
0: for us until he resurrects us from the dead. Okay. Today. Today is about establishing a community. Every one of us at different
1: ages and stages and places, we walk hand in hand.
0: And we are weak and sinners who have found a gift. And that's the definition of our church. Trusting Jesus reminding each other that we're forgiven and cleansed because
1: Jesus says so, you can know it because John proclaims it is for those who walk in the light who will say, I need him, who have no other hope. I hope not in my command keeping or my own love. I simply am receiving. And with all these others receiving,
0: that's my life. We find it here because the word of God has come and he proclaims it to you. Trust it. Father, thank you for this passage in John. Lord, thank you for his heart to encourage us to gather around the cross. Lord, we confess, I confess, I am so prone to my own strength. I'm so prone to proclaiming me. And Father, I pray you would break that. You would allow us to gather here
1: to not let go for a moment of the trust and the hope that is really true.
0: Trust in your son, Jesus. We do that today, Lord. We we confess, we receive, we praise you for what you've done. Help us to see each other that way too, Lord. In your name, amen. Okay. Hey, in response, would you stand with me? I just want to sing.